Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So a couple of uh, uh, verses that we'll think about a little bit today. One of them was from the Gospel reading where Peter said to Jesus, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And another one from the Epistle lesson where St. Paul said to, to us who believe in Jesus, You are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. Girls and boys, what's your favorite subject in school? Is it German? No? You know what? It, uh, sorry, Frau. It, it wasn't actually my, wasn't actually my favorite subject in school either. Actually, when I was in high school, I don't think German had been invented yet. Well, yeah, they had it. But when I was in elementary school, they didn't teach any foreign languages. All we, all we had was English. And when I was in high school, I took Latin. You ever heard of Latin? No, that's a good language, though. So, you know what my favorite subject in school was, though? It wasn't math. In fact, one of the reasons I became a pastor was so I wouldn't have to use math. My favorite subject in school was history. How many of you, raise your hand if history is your favorite subject. Okay, it is today. All right, because today we're going to talk about some history, and it's going to be history about St. Lawrence. 1845, how many of you were around then? None of us. Not even your teachers were around in 1845. That's when 15 people came from a little spot in Germany, in in Franconia, in the state of Bavaria, in southern Germany. And they came to the Saginaw Valley and they started a community here. And they named the community what? Frankenmuth. What what does the the name Frankenmuth mean? The courage of the Franconians, so the people who came from Franconia, that was a reminder to them and also to us that where does our courage come from? Courage to do things that are hard to do, like, like they did, leaving behind their, your families and your home and, and coming to a brand new country. took a lot of courage to do that, didn't it? And that courage came from God. So they named their community Frankenmuth, the, the courage of the Franconians. They named their church... St. Lawrence. Why did they do that? Who was this man named St. Lawrence? Some of you think you know? Well, let's see. We're going to talk about him today and and also what that means for us today. So St. Lawrence was a man who, who lived in the third century, but whose name lives on even to the century we live in, which is the 21st century. And in a lot of ways, his name has lived on through churches. I have a picture there of a church. That's in Rome. Some of you older students probably have studied about the Roman Forum. I know the the adults are all familiar with, with that, the Roman Forum. This church is right on the Roman Forum. And way, way, way long ago, it, it wasn't a Christian church. It was before Christianity. It was called a pagan temple. But then over a thousand years ago, you imagine that, over a thousand years ago, it was turned into a Christian church and it was named St. Lawrence. 
That's because St. Lawrence lived in Rome, and that's where he was martyred. His name also then traveled to Germany. Some of you might recognize this. In the 13th century, St. Lawrence churches started to, uh, to be built. This is uh, St. Lawrence in Nuremberg. And there's also a St. Lawrence in Rostal. And there's, I'll show you the inside of St. Lawrence in Neuendettelsau. There's 40 churches in Bavaria that are called St. Lawrence. Most of them are not Lutheran, but some of them are. How about this? Did you know when St. Lawrence's name, not the, not the person, but when St. Lawrence came to America? I'm going to give you three choices, see if you can figure out. Was it in 1492 when Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Or was it in 1534 when a French explorer, and I never took French, so I think his name is pronounced Jacques Cartier. Somebody can correct me, just not now. Uh, he was a French explorer. And, or did it come in 1845 with the Frankenmuthers? Who thinks they know the answer? Did you think it was with Christopher Columbus? You were wrong. Did you think it was with the Frankenmuthers? No, it wasn't. Did you th- How many of you thought it was with Jacques Cartier? Well, aren't you smart? Good job. All right. And he discovered and he named something that... A lot of us have heard of, it's called the St. Lawrence Bay, it's up in Canada off the Atlantic Ocean, St. Lawrence Bay and the St. Lawrence Seaway. Interesting thing, on the St. Lawrence Seaway there's this statue, this is a pretty recent statue, not that many years ago at all this was built, that's a statue of St. Lawrence, can you see what he's got in his hand there, it's kind of resting on the ground and he's holding it in his hand, what is it? It's, It's a grill, it's an iron grate or a grill. And maybe you know why he's holding that. Don't say it yet because we'll talk about that um, in just a minute. St. Lawrence River drains a wide area. Just put this map up. They're all of Michigan. All the Great Lakes, all of Michigan, including Frankenmuth where St. Lawrence Church is, drains into, eventually anyway, the St. Lawrence uh, River and and the, the seaway there. The St. Lawrence Basin, uh, that is. Did you know St. Lawrence also went into outer space? Again, not the man. They didn't have spaceships back uh, in in 200 and something uh, A.D. But this is a picture. It's what's called a time-lapse photo. So it was taken over, I don't know, several minutes probably, of shooting stars or meteors. And these are called the Tears of St. Lawrence. There's another name, there's a scientific name for it. It's called the Perseids uh, meteor shower. It happens every year in August. And a long time ago, I don't know exactly when, but a long time ago, some people started referring to this as the tears of St. Lawrence. Kind of looks like teardrops, doesn't it? Because this meteor shower comes around every year at almost exactly the same time, and that time is the day that, well, it's about a week long, but it's, it's, it's right around the day when Lawrence was killed because of his faith. That was on August 10th in the year 258. So that was a long time ago, but people still remember that. And so every August, you can look up in the sky, and if you see a shooting star, that can remind you of St. Lawrence, the tears of St. Lawrence. One more quiz for you, last one. In which famous church 
Is there a painting of St. Lawrence? Probably a lot of them, uh, but I'm going to give you three choices and see which one you think it is. Could it be the Sistine Chapel in Rome? Maybe you've heard of that. Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. Maybe you've heard of that. Our eighth graders visited the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. just last fall um, when, they were, when they were there. So... Let's have for this one, you know which one you think it is? Let's have everybody raise your hand. And when, everybody raise your hand now. Grandmas and grandpas, you can do that too. And when, if you thought the wrong one, then put your hand down, okay? So, oops, what happened to me? There we are. Okay, so you know which one you think it is. If you thought it was the National Cathedral, you have to put your hand down. Okay, not too many. If you thought it was Notre Dame, you have to put your hand down. So a lot of you, did you just guess or did you know or did did you listen to this sermon before? So it is the Sistine Chapel in Rome. And I'm going to show you some... some, uh, When you go into the Sistine Chapel, you can't talk in there. You have to be very quiet. We ask you guys to be a little quiet before the service. If you talk in the Sistine Chapel, they will get after you. So you don't talk in the Sistine Chapel. So before you go in, they tell you what you're going to see. They put up some, some panels of pictures outside that, you can, uh, that they can explain. And we're going to look at the center one today. The center one t- talks about the judgment day. And the arrow there is pointing to Jesus. He's right in the middle. And all around him are saints and martyrs, Christian people. And very close to him are two martyrs. One of them is St. Bartholomew. We're not going to talk about him today. The other one is, who do you think? St. Lawrence. Let's take a little closer look at him. So St. Lawrence is, what, on on your left? What's he holding? An iron grate. It's a different one than it looked like before, but he's holding an iron grate there as well. Well, that was a very, that's a very famous, the Sistine Chapel, Michelangelo was though a very famous artist, painted the ceiling and, and the walls on, uh, of the Sistine Chapel. Why is Lawrence, the individual, why is he so famous? Not so much in the United States, right? There aren't, there aren't too many St. Lawrence churches in the, in the United States, a lot of them in Europe. But why is that? Well, partly it's because of, of who he was. He was a deacon. Which, he was a very important man in the city of Rome, in the big church in Rome. And part of his job as deacon was to um, take care of the church's finances. Maybe you can see in his hand there he's holding a money bag. It's got coins in it. Those coins were given by the, by the people from the church to Lawrence, and he was supposed to uh, take care of that money. And one of the things that he did with it was to distribute it to people who needed money. People who didn't have a job, they were poor, they, uh, uh, maybe uh, they were widows, uh, they didn't have a husband to take care of them anymore, or maybe they were kids who didn't have parents, so they're, they're orphans, or maybe they couldn't see, or they couldn't walk, and so they couldn't make a living. And in those days, there weren't any government assistance programs to help people like that. In fact, the government didn't give people money, the government took money, And they didn't care if you had it or not, they still wanted it. So, one time, the the mayor of Rome, called a prefect, the mayor of Rome, a big city, 
came to Lawrence and said, you have the money, we want the money, so give us the money. And Lawrence said, well, let me think about that. I'm making some of this up, but um, we don't know exactly what he said. But he did, he, he got them to give him three days to, to gather the money, but during those three days, you know what he did? He gave it all away. He gave it to all the poor people who needed it. And what happened as a result of that? Was the mayor of Rome happy about that? No, he was really, really mad, so mad he said, Lawrence, I'm going to kill you. And he did. He martyred him, is what that's called, by putting him on an iron grate or like a griddle, and then they burned him. He's in our windows here at St. Lawrence. I'll show you the big, so that's over there. And he is in this window right here. So if you can't see the window, you can at least see it, see it on the screens. And there's Lawrence with, his, um, with the people all around him. And in fact, maybe you can read the words if you can see, right under Lawrence it says, the treasures of the church. Does that remind you of our school theme for this year? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And what did St. Lawrence say? Where, were his, where was his treasure? Well, first of all, it was the Word of God, wasn't it? Because that's in God's Word that where we learn how to treat other people especially. But also he said the treasures of the church are people. People just like you guys, just like me, because Jesus says so. So a couple of things to remember about that. If St. Lawrence was such a big deal that he's got all these churches named after him and everything, and he gets a window here in this St. Lawrence, why doesn't he get a big window? Why does he get such a little window? Because he's not the most important thing, is he? And sometimes when we talk about history, we can kind of start to think, well, maybe we're the most important thing because this is our history. But when it comes to history, we're not the most important thing. And Lawrence was the most important thing. Person, let's say that. Who's the most important person in all of history? Jesus is. So Jesus gets the, the, the best uh, spaces in the windows, doesn't he? He gets up there, way up high in those windows where he was born. And over on this side, way up high in those windows, as he's going back to heaven, and he says to his disciples, make disciples of all nations. So really what he said there is, to us, he's saying, listen to what Peter said. Remember what Peter said in the gospel lesson about Jesus? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, says to us now, you remember that. Know that for yourself, that, that Jesus says that I'm the Savior, I'm the one in whom you place your trust. That's what we talk about every day in school, isn't it? But then, Jesus also wants us to remember what St. Paul said in, uh, in that second lesson, that, the epistle lesson where he said, you are ambassadors for Christ. What's an ambassador? An ambassador is somebody who lives in a foreign country, not their own country, but they live in a foreign country, and when they're there, they represent 
their home country. So how does that apply to us, you think? How are we ambassadors for Christ? We live in the United States. That's not a foreign country, is it? But you know what the Bible tells us? The world that we live in, that's like a foreign country, isn't it? Where's our real home? Heaven with God. And so God sends us into this foreign country that speaks a foreign language, and I'm not talking German, speaks a foreign language which is not about God, but this world talks about everything but God. But since we're ambassadors for Christ, we try as much as we can every day to talk about God, to talk about Jesus, about how much he loves us and what he has done for us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Like St. Lawrence was. Like God wants us to be. There's a prayer about that. That's going to be on the screen. I'm going to get my copy of it here. It's a prayer that was written for, it's called Saint, the Feast of St. Lawrence Day. So we're going to put that up on the screen. There it is. Let us, um, and will you advance it for me, please? Um, okay, let's pray that together. It's on the screens. Almighty God, you called St. Lawrence to serve you with deeds of love and gave him the crown of martyrdom. Help us to be like him in loving you and doing your work of defending and supporting the poor and by loving you with all our hearts. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And that's the amen for the sermon, too. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.